Hey guys, this is the New Heights Church Podcast, and we just want to welcome you and thank you for joining us today. We hope this message inspires and encourages you. Here at New Heights, we exist to love people and point them to Christ. Enjoy today's service. If you are of the ages or grades 6 to 12, it is your time to be dismissed to youth. Well, can we give them a big hand as they go all the way to the chapel with Sergeant James, 6th to 12th grade. Even if it's your first time here, you're welcome to go. It's going to be a lot of fun. There's a great message that is perfectly geared for you and the season of life that you are in. Somebody say amen to that. If you're watching online, I just want to say thank you for watching. It means the world to us that you would do that. Many people watch our services live, and then they watch the replays throughout the week. It blesses us that you would take time out of your schedule. However, I would like to say, if you're ever in the College Station area, why don't you come out to a New Heights Church service live? I promise we'll make you feel right at home in Jesus' name. All right, are you ready? Let's talk about the glory tonight. Let's talk about the glory. First Corinthians chapter number 12, verse number seven. First Corinthians chapter 12. Ooh, I feel it building in here already. First Corinthians chapter number 12, verse number seven. The scripture says the manifestation, everybody say manifestation. Manifestation. The manifestation of the spirit is given to every man, every person to profit all, to profit with all, to profit everybody. The scripture says the manifestation of the spirit is given to everybody. The minute you think that you have the Holy Spirit cornered is the minute you become small minded. The Holy Spirit is not just for you. The Holy Spirit is for every person that has ever been born on planet earth. God did not send uh, the Holy Spirit to planet earth to be kept in a corner or kept on a leash. God sent the Holy Spirit to be your comforter, to be your guide, to be the one that uh, stays here with us now to be the one that, that lives on the inside of you and me and gives us the strength and the power to endure in difficult times. Somebody say amen to that. But the scripture says here, the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit with all the word manifestation. We don't use very often in, uh, our common life. And if you do, you're probably a preacher. Uh, most People, though, are familiar with the word exhibit or exhibition. So that word could have very easily been been translated exhibition the same way. And an exhibition, if you were here last week, you heard me say this. An exhibition would be like a boxer that's about to be in a boxing fight that has an exhibition at a press conference or an exhibition workout where the boxer comes and uh, for uh, the sake of media and press and, and all the things to try to hype up the fight that's coming, the, the boxer will go through all of their moves uh, and they will exhibit what they're capable of. Now, the truth is whether the boxer ever exhibits what he is capable of has no bearing on whether or not he is actually there. He is there But in an exhibition, he exhibits what he is capable of. See, God is everywhere all the time. Somebody say amen to that. And uh, the manifestation of the spirit is when God begins to exhibit some of the characteristics that he has, the strengths that he has, and we begin to see or sense the manifestation or the exhibition of the spirit from this moment on in the service, I'm going to call the glory. When the glory hits, it's an exhibition of the power and presence of God in your life. It is an intersection between natural and supernatural that cannot be denied. The reason this is so important is because if you think that 
the glory of God is where God is, you have missed it. God is everywhere, but the exhibition of his spirit is a showing of his strength. That does not mean that God is not somewhere uh, that you can't feel him. Because a lot of times you'll find out that going through life, when you go through a challenge, you may go through some time when you don't sense God. And if the sensations that come uh, by an exhibition of the spirit or the glory are the only verification that God is in fact there, now you would begin to wonder if I don't feel God, God must not be there. This is completely and totally inaccurate. A lot of times when you don't feel him, that is the most phenomenal opportunity for you to actually trust him. Because when your father tells you to do something, a lot of times he's not going to tell you to do it again and again and again. He's just going to expect you to do it. Does that make sense? So uh, conversely though, and this is very, 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 very important. The enemy of God, the devil and all of his demons, they are not omnipresent. They are not everywhere at all times. Furthermore, if, if, if you're a demon hunter and you spend your life chasing demons and trying to find demons and things like that, the reason they might be a challenge to find is because there's only half as many demons as there are angels. Because only one third of heaven fell, therefore two thirds of heaven stayed. Can I get a witness? Therefore, uh, the, the, the concept of the devil knowing everything about you is a, a false, or it's, it's just an incorrect position. God is everywhere. God is all-knowing. But the devil is not God. He was created by God. He, he uh, uh, rebelled against God in heaven. And, and there was not some cataclysmic, you know, nine million year war. The minute he rebelled, like lightning from the sky, he was flung out. God just flicked his wrist and he was shot down. That's all it was. So conversely, though, it's imperative to understand that though God is everywhere, we don't necessarily sense him at all times. The enemy of God and those that are uh, against God, the, the supernatural entities that are against God, they are not necessarily everywhere and they can be sensed as well. Uh, you may have uh, been in an environment where you just walk in and you just feel something is not right. Uh, a lot of times, you know, that's because you ate beans last night. <laughs> or frijoles, I don't know, praise the Lord. But sometimes that is a, that is, that is an, that is an, a discernment that your spirit is recognizing that there is something here going on. Now, that does not mean, let me just paint this picture. To go grab holy water and douse Kroger with it, okay? It just means that your spirit and the, the, the more mature you get in God and Christ, the more you'll be able to kind of filter through that what's discernment and what's just, you know, my attitude, you know? But, but you, you get sensitive to those things. And it can lead you to know how to pray. It can lead you to know whether or not you should stay in an environment. It should, it can lead you in a way to know what to, what to, uh, where you should take authority. If you, let me just give you a couple of examples. This is Wednesday night. It's just us. So let's talk. Yes. If you're in your home and you sense some of that heebie-jeebie stuff. Now it can be it can be intense, or it can just be a little a little feeling, a little vibe. It can be something that'll try to lock you down, and you'll you'll whatever. What you do is very simple. You rise up in faith, and you say this out loud. And it doesn't have to be these exact words. It's not magic potion. This is the authority of who you belong to. Okay. But you can use words like this or these exact words. You say, no, no, no. 
In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I have been redeemed by the blood of the lamb. Everywhere I put my foot is blessed. This home is sanctified. Anything that is not of God must go this very instant in Jesus name and don't come back. Now, a few things can happen. Okay. Uh, one, you can instantaneously feel better and, and everything is, is wonderful. Um, the, secondly, um, you can, it can become more intense. If it becomes more intense, then I, the, the next step is just as simple as the first step. You, you, you wash, rinse, repeat, praise the Lord. Sometimes you have a stray dog in your yard and you tell the stray dog to get out of your yard and the stray dog does not get out of your yard. You do not ball up and cry on the carpet and say, the dog won't get out of my yard. You tell the dog to leave again. The adversary of God is nothing more than a spiritual dog that is under your feet. And when you have that discernment and you tell it, that's it. You walk in your kid's room. You walk in your children's room, you go to lay them down to sleep and, and all of a sudden you just, just something. It, it, sometimes we like to associate things with like chill bumps and your hair going up on the back of your neck and all those things can happen. But sometimes it can just be an internal thing and you're just like, whoa, what is that? You just sit there and, and you don't have to, oh my, don't do this. Don't do this. <laughs> Billy, I think there's a devil in here. Night, night. No, you just put your hand on their head, tell them you love them, sing over them, pray over them, whatever you do at night, always pray over your kids, always pray the blessing of God on them, always pray health on them, put your hands on them. And then uh, when you're walking out, you just say, now I felt that. There better not be one thing in this room, and I mean not even one little thing in this room contrary to the things of God. Because that little boy or that little girl belongs to me. And God told me to a thousand generation, I can have my offspring. I demand peace in this room in Jesus name and go to bed. Is it that simple? It's that simple. It changes your entire perspective when you begin to walk in your kingdom. Somebody say kingdom, kingdom authority. When you begin to walk in kingdom authority, you begin to actually flow in what God has called you to flow. Well, you say, well, now, you know what? I don't think that's that big a deal. You know, people get scared all the time. It's just, let me tell you something. You play with the devil, he'll show up. You give him an inch, he'll take a mile. And if you've never seen somebody who wrestles with nightmares, usually they start because of something like this, just, just beginning to get in and get in and get in and get in and nothing ever tells that dog to leave. Somebody say amen. amen. So the adversary of God is not omnipresent, but God is omnipresent. The manifestation of the spirit, which I'm uh, going to refer to as the glory of God is an exhibition of his power, but he is everywhere. Somebody just say, I want God to move. When you want God to move, God's probably about to move. You don't want him to move. He's probably not going to move. You want to go and, and just have a, have a passive relationship with God and, you know, keep him in a box. He'll just, he'll just passively, he's not a passive God, but he'll respect you and he'll stay in that box of an idea that you've got him in. But if you want to have a manifestation, an exhibition of the power of God, you can begin to pull on heaven. And before you know it, the glory of God, which very often comes right here in this building right here, can begin to rise up or rest and settle on top of a situation. And it doesn't mean that all your problems instantly go away. You just don't care near as much about your problems. Does this make sense? There's a word that... uh, uh uh, Jewish uh, rabbinical uh, uh, historians came up with. You may have heard it before. It's the word Shekinah. Bunch of you saints, y'all just had a you had an involuntary leg kick. You went boom. I said Shekinah. You kicked and shouted a little bit. Well, Shekinah. 
That's because anybody starts talking about Shekinah, you're talking about some glory, okay? Shekinah is really not in the Bible as far as a specific word that's, that's in at least the English uh, uh, translations of the Bible. But the word Shekinah is translated uh, from a standpoint of the presence of God, but not just the presence of God. Uh, the scripture uh, says that it, it's, a, it's, a tra- it's, a, it's as close as we can say it in English, Shekinah, but it's like a dwelling or a settling of the divine presence of God. A settling, that's why have you ever, and, and you may even be feeling him right now, you, you, you sense God beginning to just, and it's almost like, it's like, it's like, it's like he's stacking or his presence or the glory is just like stacking on top. And it's, it's almost like with every verse that is quoted or every uh, a lyric that is sung, it's almost like the presence in the room, the weight in the room just gets heavier on you. Does this make sense? The Shekinah is how the, the, the uh, Jews, the, the Jews call it. it. It's, it's, it's like the glory just begins to settle. It's like the glory comes from some place that he's not really experienced with our senses. And then the glory begins to settle in an area. The glory oftentimes settles in areas where people have an extremely high level of expectation of what God will do. So it doesn't mean that God is not everywhere. We clear on that. I'm, I'm repeating myself, but I know I'm repeating myself because I want, I don't want anybody to leave here and think that this is the only place that God will be. God is everywhere, but the Shekinah, come on somebody. The glory of God that can just come and rest right there where you are and begin to make you feel peace in the middle of your turbulent situation. The Shekinah glory of God that can just begin to alter your whole mood and your whole attitude. And you can even start to smile even if you only have two teeth. The Shekinah, the glory of God, the glory of God begins to just rest and 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 come and settle and 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 make a residence in the midst of his people i'm going to give just a few last week you, you should go i had them i asked him to put that sermon online you can find our sermons online at newheightschurch.info because i feel like this is a very imperative teaching for the times that we are in right now because so many people are looking for something real They're looking for something real. Behavior modification won't do it. You can't just stop doing all the wrong stuff and expect everything to be different. No, you'll just be, you know, mad and not cussing as much. I mean, that's it. No, you you need the glory of God to come. And some of you have friends that they may even know the scripture better than you do. But they just need an encounter with the glory of God. Our youth, our children, they need an encounter with the glory of God. There's nothing I won't do. There's nothing I won't do for my own children. And Crystal and I, from the time they were born, have moved heaven and earth to get them and keep them in the glory of God. From... Praise and worship at our home. I learned to play the piano at 30 years old because I wanted to be able to play and sing over our house. Because I want the glory of God on my children. I I I won't take no for an answer when it comes to my children. When, when we have these camps, and if your kids aren't signed up for summer camp, you better get them signed up because it's going to fill up. They will come back different. They will come back revolutionized by the Shekinah glory of God. The ones that, do you feel him now? Now do you understand, do you sense that settling? So now from this moment on, you have a very big part 
in this service tonight, as, if, as every other service, but in this service tonight. Because if you'll keep your expectation up, your heart open, and begin to pull on that presence, that glory will come and just dwell. It will just settle right here. He'll do it. Because he gets a lot of joy when we talk in these terms, conditions, and the, the topic that we're covering tonight. But get your kids signed up for those summer camps. You say, well, I've never seen some stuff. Well, let me tell you something. Your kids are going to go further than you. I, I prophesied over my kids all the time. You'll do more than me in the name of Jesus Christ. But you send them to those camps. We strategically pick the camps that we go to. And the presence of Almighty God shows up and alters children's lives. Alters children's lives. Stand up, Brian, for just a second. Don't y'all love Brian? Doesn't he do a good job? Brian and I were at camp last summer. And and literally, well, we have two or three services a day. And just the manifested exhibition of the Spirit of God was so tangible. Every kid, every human, every person, and probably every dog that walked by was changed by the presence of God. Strong, he said it's the strongest thing he's ever felt. Give Brian another big hand, y'all. Get your kids around the fire of God. Because if you keep them in the smoke, eventually they'll just cough. Oh, well, they won't understand it. Very seldom does anybody fully understand the things of the Spirit. There's a place of faith. Well, that's never been a part of our family. Well, you can change that. You can decide to pull on heaven and have the Shekinah, have the glory of God begin to settle. Okay, here's a few characteristics. I want to do this quickly. It's already 8 o'clock. We're only going until 12 o'clock, so I'm going to just get going pretty quick. Some of you saints were like, glory. So, every first time guest was like smiling and looked over and said, did he say 12 o'clock? Ordered a pizza to have it delivered to the parking lot. All right. Here's some of the characteristics that the glory has hit. I'm going to give a few that will be a little bit of a recap. I'll do it quickly. A lot of times your emotions really key up. I was talking to one young man the other day, and he was just so moved by the glory of God. He was just crying and crying and crying. I said, I said bro, just keep serving God, and God will kind of start giving you a little bit more control over your emotions. And he said to me, he said, I don't even care. He said, I'm just, I'm just thankful to feel something again. I'm just thankful to feel something again. When the glory hits, a lot of times your emotions go up. You don't know what it is. Sometimes it's hard to put your finger on what exactly it is. It's, I've been with Matthew and I've been together seven years almost. And last, last Wednesday, I don't know if I've ever seen him where he couldn't sing. Well, that's every week. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <sighs> we'll cut that out of the tape. Matthew, of course, phenomenal singer. But his emotions were just... And afterwards, I talked to him. I said, man, is everything okay? You know, whatever. He said, man, he said, it was just the glory, you know. A lot of times your emotions will just go up. Sometimes you'll see the gifts of the Spirit in operation. You'll have peace when you shouldn't. Uh, sometimes like a holy laughter will break out. Kind of looks kooky uh, when I've seen it, to be honest with you. I've seen it looks just like, just looks like a bunch of drunks what it looks like. I've been there though. I've been just as drunk as the rest of them. But, but if you don't want it, you ain't got to worry about it. You ain't going to get it. 
Well, I don't want that getting on me. You ain't no risk, <laughs> okay? But if you get to that place where you go, you know what, Lord, if, if, if the joy of the Lord's my strength, did you want to just baptize me in joy? That's right. Hey, I'm open to that. Uh, just lift our hands real quick. Just lift our hands. Say, Lord, Lord I'm, totally I'm totally open to you baptizing me in joy. Break out. You don't like laughter, you're going to hate heaven. Heaven, heaven is full of joy. Love divine, joy unspeakable. Overflowing in my soul, this heart of mine is refreshed and at rest in your presence. A lot of times love will just get on you, you know. You'll just love people more than you ever thought you could. You'll start to understand how Jesus hung on that cross. When he didn't, when he was strong, you know, he had full authority to call all the angels and stop the whole thing. Could have stopped it all. All right, here's some new ones. Y'all ready? <laughs> Here's some new ones, some characteristics of the glory. Healing will break out. You know, Jesus, sometimes he'd single people out and he'd call them up and he'd heal them or they'd run up to him. And sometimes the scripture said he had compassion on them and he healed them all. Come on, I'm just believing God. Tonight's a healed them all kind of night. I'm believing God is about to heal everybody in the building. I'm believing God when the glory begins to settle, all of those issues, all of those reports have to change. Healing just begins to break out when the glory hits. Let, let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. My children, we have, we have big longhorn cows and they're awesome. I got these big old horns and the closer the cows get to the kids, if I'm not close, they start, you know, they're big. They're, so the kids kind of start, oh man. But if I just walk up, now the kids are completely comfortable. Now, I didn't move the cow. I didn't put my hand on the kid. I didn't do anything. It was nothing that I did. It was my presence that caused the situation to change. Sometimes you don't need God to do something. You just need a manifestation that God is actually in the room. That's why he said, I am. Because I am is a present tense participle. When he is present tense, everything you need is already taken care of. My kids aren't sitting there going, oh, daddy, I'm still scared. They're not scared at all. Why? Because I am. The minute I'm present, their fear, their fear dissolves. The minute the exhibition of his power gets here, you're reminded that he is, which means if he was saying it, he would say, I am, you know he is present. Now all of a sudden, every bad report has to bend its knee against the fact that God himself has just ex exhibited his power in your presence. Trying not to preach and probably just teach this stuff, but it gets all over me. Another sign of the glory is, is people, people get passionate. 
you, you start you start to, to, to lose all the all the, the the structure that you had to fit into the world and fit into society and you go back to being a kid again. He didn't call you an adult of God, he called you a child of God. He said, you want to be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? I'm here to tell you, you can't even knock on the door of heaven unless you convert yourself and be like this little kid. Little kid doesn't try to figure everything out. Little kid runs to his daddy, if it's a good daddy, and knows that his daddy's going to take care of all the problems. Passion begins to rise up. Somebody say passion. Here's one. Conviction will hit you. Stuff you didn't even know was wrong. And it might not even be a sin. But you'll just start to get convicted about rolling your eyes at your boss when your boss didn't even see it. And by boss, I mean your wife. You, you start getting convicted of stuff you didn't even, you didn't even, nobody knew you did. That's because his presence Calls you to a higher level. He calls you to mature in those moments. He's looking for an exchange. More of him. Give him more of you. Because every facet of your life. That you hold from him. Every facet of your life. That you keep from him. You are responsible for. But anything that you will expose. Any door of your heart that you will open. He will come into that area of your life. And begin to help you and aid you with it. But a lot of times conviction will get on you. That you've never been convicted of before. That's because when he first saved you. There was a different level of expectation on you. Than there is today. When you got saved, you became a new creature, but your flesh was just as flesh as your flesh ever had been. Now you've had some time. You're supposed to murder your flesh every single day. And if you have murdered it every single day, it ought to be getting a little bit more gun shy at rising up. But if you've just been letting your flesh run roughshod and acting like your flesh controls everything, you get in the Shekinah glory of God, you're going to start getting convicted of some stuff you didn't even know you needed to be convicted about. It's not a negative thing to be convicted. I thank God for the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Because he's always, it's always for your benefit. The, the Bible says, whom the Father loves, he chastens, he corrects. Because there's places you can go in God, but you can't go to those places carrying some of the junk that you don't even know is junk. Does that make sense? Some of you might be doing or not doing some things that you think's godly and, and you get in the presence and God will tell you, I don't even care what you do there. That would be a religious stronghold in your life that through the somebody else's Lens of religion has tried to put some kind of restraint or something on you that is not sin or otherwise. They may be trying to live that way, but they tried to put it on you and say Christians ought not eat Subway sandwiches. Now, obviously, we can eat Subway sandwiches, praise the Lord. You know what I'm saying? But it could be something as silly as that. Well, Christians ought not do that. Christians ought not do that. Listen, won't you work your own salvation out with fear and trembling and let me do what the Bible says. The Bible says to know what is right and to not do it to him. That is sin. That means when a little part, when, when somebody gets born again, they're a new creature in Christ. They're a baby in Christ. Stop weighing somebody else's sin. Man, I'll just preach this drum set if I can't get an amen. Praise the Lord. Well, we stop paying attention to everybody else's sin. And we start letting the Shekinah get on our life. Now, all of a sudden, we start getting convicted of some stuff. All of a sudden, we begin to knock all the rust off of our life. And before you know it, when you talk, the power of God responds. I don't want to walk around empty. When I talk, I want it to hit something. takes a shift and that shift comes when the Holy Spirit settles and he exposes and one of the most dangerous prayers you can ever pray is God expose that thing in me he'll do it and before that moment you're just living life 
Now it's exposed and you're like, hold the phone. Somebody say amen. Amen. Angelic intervention can show up in the glory. We'll give two more. A lot of times, the calling of God settles in you. You, you, you were just going to finish out your career, just going to finish my education, get a career, whatever your story is. And then in a moment, there's a call, maybe a call to another nation. Maybe a call to serving the house of God at a higher level. Something just gets on you. And nobody's calling is bigger than anybody else's. Whatever God tells you to do, that's for you to do. And he's not looking down there going, well, that's a big deal. That's not a big deal. No. Whatever he told you to do, whatever he put in you, whatever he put in you, a lot of times in the present, in the glory, callings just show up. Or they're reaffirmed. You know, I grew up, all I've ever known is I was going to be a pastor. My heroes were always pastors. Still are today. There was something in me. My mom and dad didn't tell me, you're going to be a pastor. They didn't do that. But I knew it. I can't remember a time when I didn't know it. It wasn't always clear how it was going to happen. In fact, it was seldom clear, actually. But in moments when his presence would just show up, like I feel him even now. In moments when his presence would show up, he would just... Reaffirm, and it would feel like he's just telling me, I haven't forgotten. You're not late. I sense him saying that to many of us in the room right now. You're not late. You're not, you're not going to miss it. God has a way of just In moments just like this, just reminding you. It's almost like he reminds you who you really are. Because everybody that knows you knows a different side, a different facet of you. But in a moment, he can just remind you, he can reaffirm that call. That call to be a mom, that call to be a dad, that call maybe to be a missionary. Maybe to be a pastor, maybe to be a great business person. just come and just whisper in your ear or your spirit and just remind you who you are. Sometimes you don't necessarily hear something. And sometimes you can't tell exactly when it happens, but you come out of it knowing something else.
Like right now, you know he is aware of your trouble. Like you know that. Like that's right now in this room, it would be impossible to question whether or not God is aware of the valley you're going through. And the fact that we know that he is aware, we know that he is working on our behalf even now. See, it, it all ties together. But the exhibition of his spirit that we're sensing now, the glory that we're sensing now, it's just a, it's a reminder, it's a reaffirming reaffirming of a thing. right where you're sitting. Don't quit now. Just lean in. The Bible describes a healing balm. A lot of times the glory is like a healing balm. It can begin to mend the areas that nobody else knows are hurting This heart of mine is refreshed and at rest in your presence. <laughs> Love divine, joy unspeakable, overflowing in my 
This heart of mine is refreshed and at rest in your presence. Lord, we're open to you tonight. We're open to your glory. We're open to be changed. open to however you would move, Lord. Let's all lift our hands. Feel that and at rest in your presence. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this. And feel the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what hearts long for to be. Don't let his conviction be something that turns you away. If he is showing an area of your life to change, thank him for revealing it. Turn from it. And then just leave it. He's not going to hold it against you. He's only showing you because there's a higher place he wants to take you. And you can't carry that stuff with you.
Romans 8 and 1 says, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Jesus Christ who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. In this incredible presence, I'd like everybody for a second to bow your head and close your eyes. When you get in Jesus, there's no condemnation. But maybe you're far from him. Maybe you've never given your life to him. That's the first step. I'm in the middle of a series called Knock, Knock on Sunday mornings. The first door you have to open is the door to your heart. Maybe you would say it differently. Maybe you would say, you know, I used to walk strong with God, but something happened and I backslid, but I sense him now. You sense him now, don't you? With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're here and you need to give your life back to Jesus today or give it to him for the first time, when I count to three, I want you to lift your hand tall and bold and with an uplifted hand, you're saying, oh God, remember me. And he really, really will. No condemnation in Jesus. If that's you, you want to give your life to him. When I count to three, lift your hand. One, two, three, lift your hand. Keep them up. Is there anyone else? I see that hand, 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 I see that hand. I see that hand, thank you. I see that hand. Thank you. More precious than silver. If you lifted your hand, do you wanted to? Just right where you are. The whole church is going to pray with us, but I want you to pray this prayer from the bottom of your heart. Just lift your hands. It's like an international sign of surrender. We're surrendering our life to God now. You're going to find that he's not here to condemn you. He's here to forgive you. You're about to feel, you're going to sense a cleansing tonight. You're going to sense a cleansing like a washing on the inside. Some of you need a washing on the outside. Just kidding. But you're going to sense a washing on the inside right now. You're really going to sense it. Thank you for that, Lord. Everybody, let's pray this together. Say, oh God, I come to you now. And I ask you to save me. I'm not perfect. I've missed it. But I'm going to give you my life. Please forgive me. I turn from sin and I turn to you. Your glory is my desire. Wash me now. Cleanse me now. Fill me now. In Jesus' name. Now just stay right there for a minute. Sing it out, Matt. Let Matt sing it real quick. Y'all just listen. Go, Matt.
Now let's sing it together. Sounds like heaven. stand and sing it one more time. So beautiful. Come on, lift your hands. Sing it to him. Every hand lifted. Come on, God's not done tonight. Just wave your hands when you sing. how you feel. so thankful for your presence. We're so thankful for those that gave their life to you today. We do not take your presence, your glory for granted in the name of Jesus Christ. Can we give God a big hand of praise? Maybe I ought to give him one that he deserves. You know what I mean?
I'm going to ask one more question in this atmosphere. If you're here and you've never joined this really good church, we want to give you the opportunity to do so. We're going to have a class this Sunday, a meeting called New to New Heights. It's awesome. Everybody who's joining our church will be there. A lot of our leaders will be there. We'll introduce you all around. I'll be there. But the first step is to make the declaration that I want to make New Heights my home. You might ask, why is that so important? Because the Bible says, in order to flourish in the things of God, you got to be planted in the house of God. The church is not man's plan. The church is God's plan to rescue man. You know people we don't know. Our whole church has a super simple purpose. If you know it, say it with me. We exist to love people. Point them to Christ. We need you because you know folks we don't know that don't know the Jesus we know and we want them to know the Jesus we know and Jesus is going to use you to help us know them and it's just a big circle. But if you're here and you've never made that bold confession, I'm going to give you an opportunity to make a great decision tonight. The Bible says when you partner with a ministry like this, you're a partaker of every grace that's on this house. So don't be surprised if you join this church and get rich. Oh, God can't do that. Try me, I tell you what. Don't be surprised you join this church and get healed. Don't be surprised you join this church and you lose your bad attitude. Your husband might even smile at you every now and then. I don't know. We'll pray for him. But if you're here tonight and you want to make New Heights your home, I want to celebrate that powerful decision with you. I'm not going to call you the front. I'm not going to put a microphone in your face. And I would never want to embarrass you. But we do want to give you a round of applause and celebrate that fine decision. Everybody needs a good church. And New Heights Church is a great church. If you want to join New Heights Church tonight by a declaration of faith, when I count to three, just lift your hand. And with an uplifted hand, you're saying, oh, God, I want to be a part of this church. And you'll be just as much a part as I am. Is anybody else next to you? When I count to three, if that's you, you want to join New Heights tonight, lift your hand tall and bold. One, two, three, lift your hand tall and bold. Praise the Lord. I see that hand. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Anybody else? Jake? Phenomenal decision, y'all. Stop by the light wall after service. We'll get you all the information. Make sure and be at our meeting if you can on Friday. But you're making a huge, huge, phenomenal decision for your family. Can we give them one more hand, y'all? The ushers are going to pass out these invite cards on the way out. Let's make sure and invite all our friends and family. It's the last sermon uh, I'm going to do on Knock Knock. I'm going to be talking about, uh, continue talking about what we should let in our life and what we should not let in our life. But the ushers are going to be at the door. Take some of these. Make sure and invite somebody that you care about. Can you say amen to that? If you hadn't been water baptized, go by the light wall, get registered to be baptized. You need to be baptized. Jesus was baptized, told us to be baptized, change your whole life, your whole life, man. Do y'all, I still just feel the glory of God in this place. So I'll lift our hands father for those who are joining the church. I celebrate that powerful decision. Let the blessings that are on this house, get on their house in the name of Jesus. Let grace and peace be the standard in their home. Let joy be the standard. Let them have jobs and better jobs in Jesus' name. Now for every person under the sound of my voice, I pray that you'd bless them and they're coming in, they're going out. I pray that your glory would go with them from this place, wherever they may find themselves. In Jesus' mighty, precious, and holy name. Amen, amen. God bless you. We'll see you Sunday morning. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, there are a couple of things that I'd love for you to do. Number one, subscribe to our show. That way, the most recent episodes will always be in your feed waiting for you, ready when you are. And secondly, follow us on social media. That is the best way to stay up to date on everything happening at New Heights. We look forward to you joining us next time on the New Heights podcast. And if you are ever in the Bryan College Station area, we invite you to come out to New Heights Church for a live service. I promise we'll make you feel right at home.